TuneIn is the audio platform with something for everyone. News. In order to secure convictions in a court of law, it is essential that we conclusively. Sports. That clock at four. Donchich. The step back three. You bet. Music. You set my world on fire. And even podcasts. Whatever you love, hear it right here. On TuneIn, go to TuneIn.com or download the TuneIn app to start listening. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only twenty-five dollars a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile, get four iPhone 15s on us, and four lines for twenty-five bucks per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling accounts to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. Your thoughts on the hiring of Gerard Mayo? Any, and any advice for a 30-something-year-old coach of color in this market and how you and, and the pressure that comes with that? Um, I, I love Gerard. I had a... Uh, the times I went over to go visit, I got to spend um, in the linebacker room and the defensive room with him and Steve, and uh, just his ability to think the game. I like the relationship that he built, kind of with his linebackers and those DBs. And uh, those film sessions were intentional, but they were also like they were built on relationships. You could really see that. So, as far as advice, um, I mean, you know, not really. I mean, he's been around a long time. He's coached there. He's played. I don't need to give him any of that. Uh, but he does have uh, my support, and can't wait to. Go over there and, and sit with them and, and just kind of learn from them. That was Joe Missoula last week on Gerard Mayo getting the job here in town. I like that answer from Missoula. Now, like, what am I going to tell him? What's he going to learn from me? I like that. And they are two of the coaches, present day, in Boston. Feels like there's been a, a significant drop-off from, I don't know, call it 10 years ago. And a lot of those coaches had a shelf life. Bill certainly was past his. Francona hit his. Claude. Doc. But now you look at Joe Mazzula, Gerard Mayo, Jim Montgomery, Alex Cora. Who's got the most to prove in 2024? It's our big question of the day. Up now at Jones and Mego. Uh, the leader remains Gerard Mayo, which I agree with. Why do you think it's Joe Mazzula, Mego? He's second at about 33%. So he has to prove that he's the caliber of coach who can take Jason and Jalen forward and can take them back to the finals. Now, when you get to the finals, like, I do believe that anything can happen and there's some great teams out west. I think it'll probably be Denver. Maybe it's Minnesota. I don't know. Um, I don't think it'll be OKC. Once you get there, like, that seven-game series can go sideways, as we've seen recently. But I'm not sure that Joe – I know that Joe Mazzulla hasn't convinced me yet that he is the coach who can get them back on that big stage because as ineffective as the Eastern Conference looks in comparison to the Celtics, I'm still shook by what we saw last season in the Eastern Conference Finals. That's fair. That that team came up so short against the play-in team who I had no confidence in even getting to that point. And you see a difference. Like, I know you are you don't believe that coaches have such an impact on the NBA. No, I think it's, like, I think it's they're way, minimal. If you look at the four major sports, that they're way down the list. I think with this group... They still need that guiding voice and they need that attitude and they need someone to keep them on track at the end of games 
and the identity and all of that. Like, they need it constantly still. I think that putting Porzingis and Drew Holiday in that locker room, I mean, it's definitely helped them a lot on the floor. They're without a doubt the best starting five in the NBA. But at the same time, this is a group who I think that the leadership still comes from the coach. And maybe you can say that's an issue with Jason Tatum or Jalen Brown or the vets like Al Horford who have been around forever back and forth and back and forth with the Celtics. You can say that's the issue. I just think that's the way that this locker room is. And so Joe Missoula just has a lot to prove because if he comes up short and they don't get back to the finals, I, 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 if someone, if anybody else in the East beats them, I think he's out of the job. Yeah. I think, I think you, with how much money they're they're over the second apron, they're going to even just be paying more and more money as time goes on. And Jason and Jalen both cash in on their supermax contracts. Well, let's see. What do you mean? Let's see. You let's think Jalen's moving? Well, I don't know. Let's see. I don't, I don't think it's going to happen next year well, or the they, year after that. If they that. choke in the Eastern Conference Finals against, uh, I, don't I don't know. I don't think it's going to be Jason or Jalen. Oh, it's not going to be Jason who moves. And I, I don't tell, think they're going to move Jalen. I think it's going to be moving on from the coach. Let's let's just see if they actually foot that bill next year. He's got he's got no excuses. He's got everything behind him. Yeah. The only excuse he can have is to say, well, it's the problem is actually Jason or Jalen. Like, he can't put, point to Marcus sure. Smart. He can't point to Grant Williams. And so I think he has to prove it for himself. I agree with all of that. Uh, Joe Mazzulla could easily get fired after this playoff run. That doesn't mean he has the most to prove in 2024. He's proven he can be a coach that gets a talented team to the Eastern Conference Final. He's proven he can rally a team from down 0-3. And again, I think his impact there was minimal, not zero, but minimal. I, I don't think there's a big coaching impact in the NBA. It's mostly about players. I think it's wildly overrated in the NFL. But I do think coaching is the most important out of the four major sports leagues. I do think it's the most important in the NFL. Overrated, but more important than the NBA for sure. So I think it's Rob Mayo. He's never even been a coordinator. And and we can say, like you said this earlier, Mego. well, he basically did all the job. Well, he basically did it. He didn't do it. He didn't call plays. He hasn't called plays. And so he ran some meetings Monday through Friday. He has not coordinated a uh, defense. He hasn't run a team. So he has more to prove than Joe Missoula to me. And I don't love Joe Missoula as a coach. I don't love Montgomery. I don't love Cora. I really, really love any of the coaches in town right now. There was a time 10, 15 years ago where I thought they were all great. I don't love any of the coaches in town. But to say that Mayo has more to prove than Missoula when Missoula was a game away from the NBA Finals last year, I just I reject I don't know that Gerard Mayo can win five games as a coach in the NFL. I said this to you earlier. Give Forget the Patriots roster. Put Mayo on the Niners. Put Mayo on Dallas. Put Mayo on Team X. You love the roster. Are we sure he can get him to the playoffs? I think he could. Okay, you think that. Are you sure he could well, win? Well, I can't a, be sure. Okay, are, could, are you sure he could win a round? Joe Mazzula has won that. So, like, I don't know. Am I sure that Gerard Mayo could get the Niners to an NFC title game? No, I'm not sure about that. Missoula's done it with a really talented team. So even take Mayo away from the Patriots roster, I would say he has a ton to prove because he hasn't done it, even as a defensive coordinator. Never mind as a head coach. But the part of the question that I'm focusing on is prove in 2024. Yeah, so and I that's think, where I think it's different with Mayo. Because I think you're I focused think, on who's on the hottest seat. No, I think because Mayo in 2024 is going to be given a bigger grace period. Maybe. NFL coaches have been getting like, fired after Missoula's one year more often than not. grace period was last year. Everybody yeah. looked at him and said, he's an interim guy who then got the, the full-time tag partway through the season. He got to be the all-star coach. He took over. Everyone was like, what a difficult situation 
Destiny is taking over with Ime Odoka having to be shoved over to the side. And that was his grace period. That grace period is done. It's not just about the hottest seat. It's that I think that Gerard Mayo could have things go a little sideways and look more like Maybe. A, like a Panthers season than like a Houston season. And if it looks like they, he's got some things right, they're going to say, well, this is going to be Car- a two- or three-year process. Carolina's a good example. Taking, he's taking over a four-win team. Carolina's a good example. And personnel has been a mess for the past 10 years. How many years did Frank Wright get there? None. Okay. Like, I think was it Steve Wilkes who got fired after one year in Arizona? Urban Meyer got fired after one year in Jacksonville? Like, I don't know. Just because he's a new coach doesn't mean he's guaranteed to be back. But I, I agree with you generally. I don't think Mayo's on as hot of a seat as Missoula. But he has to prove way more. He has to prove he can win five games. Never mind win a playoff round or get a team to the playoffs, win a round, get to a, a conference championship game. He hasn't proved that. If, so, he, if he wins four games, do you think he gets fired? I mean, my answer is no, but maybe four games he might. If they spend like crazy in free agency and they draft a quarterback at three and he sucks, he might. You don't yeah. think that's in play? You don't think there's any chance I that do, happens? I don't think that they will. I would I mean, say it's you, far-fetched, but it's, hear, a, it's in play. You hear Robert Kraft standing up there comparing him to his wives. The way that he feels about yeah. Gerard Mayo sure. is the way he felt about when he met and proposed to I his I hear wife. Robert Kraft talking up Bill Belichick, too, and I don't think he means it. Uh, 617-779-7937. Young Thunder said that. Yeah, he did. Uh, you can vote at Jones and Mega, which coach has the most to prove. Meanwhile, I want to ask this to Ryan because Ryan suggested uh, adding an amendment to the Hall of Fame. Uh, somebody has been texting this in constantly throughout the show. 37937. It's a good one. Tony Gwynn, in or out of the Hall of Fame. He did not win a World Series. If you missed this earlier, Ryan said you need to win a World Series or be an MVP or Cy Young. Not both. Just to get on my ballot. Just to get on the ballot. So Tony Gwynn is not on your ballot. Is Tony Gwynn a Hall of Famer? No. Mego? No, not by the by no, our no. new standards. Is, to, is Tony Gwynn in your Hall of Fame? No. He's not? No. Tony okay. Gwynn also Clean had sweep. just over 3,000 hits. It took him 20 years to do so, so that it's the Justin Turner rule. How many home runs? What do you have up there for home uh, runs? I got to double check. 200? Uh, Did he get the 200 in his career? Uh, where are you? Tony Gwynn 135. had 100, <laughs> 135. Uh, the highest he ever finished in in <laughs> MVP voting is third. Yeah. Uh, other than that, the Padres were... Terrible. His, uh, look, a lot of this baseball is home runs. I'm looking at baseballreference.com. But the Padres never won a single thing. He was Joe Mauer without the MVP. Ouch. Yeah, get out. I mean, 3,100 hits. Though. All, all due respect. All due respect to Tony Gwynn. Mm-hmm. Uh, the late Tony Gwynn. I'm not saying I'm starting with him. I'll get to him eventually. No, but no. He, I, on my list of people to get out of the Hall of Fame, I'm not going to start with Tony. Gwynn. All due respect to Tony Gwynn, the late Tony Gwynn, and you know his family, his estate, everything else. Get out. You're on my Hall of Fame. Get out of the Hall of Fame. 617-779-793. You and Pete Rose are in the shed of fame. You're in the shed. It's an auxiliary building on the side of the Hall of Fame. Pete Rose can sweep my shed of fame. We'll get to uh, uh, the Celtics. Uh, We'll follow up on some Doc Rivers news. We were just talking about uh, the coaches on the hot seat and what they have to prove this year in Boston, which I do think are two different questions. We can get to that with Brian Scalabrini. He makes his weekly appearance at 4.30 today. I will talk to him right after trending with Ryan Garvin. Tune in is the audio platform with something for everyone. News. In order to secure convictions in a court of law, it is essential that we conclusively. Sports. The clock at four. Donchich. The step back three. You bet. Music. You set my world on fire. And even podcasts. Whatever you love, hear it right here 
on TuneIn. Go to TuneIn.com or download the TuneIn app to start listening. We really need new phones. T Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month without a pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. After the end of a good fight, you deserve an ice cold reward. Medela is the mark of a fighter. You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste. Because you know the bigger the fight, the better the reward. You put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor. You are a fighter. Medela is your reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Port, Chicago, Illinois. Our kid is so emotional. He's like Mama Bear. You're Mama Bear for this team. I like Jones and the Mama Bears. It's Jones and the Mama Bears. Jones and the Mama Bears here on WEEI. We got a phone call. Six one seven on WEEI. The crossover on Luca. Look at JB. It's basketball. In between the lines, a lot of stuff happens. He dropped Goodness. Credit to him for attempting to play some sort of defense. Oh, Jalen Brown owning Luca right now. It was just me being aggressive, that was it. Did you notice they showed the replay on the Jumbotron? Here. In the oohs and ahs from the, I'll give you that snap back. No, I didn't notice that. That's crazy, somebody need to get fired if they did that. <laughs> Jalen Brown the other day, when he broke Luka Doncic's, not ankles, Mego, what did he break the other day? His cankles. You don't break ankles with Luca. You break kinkles. As I can't believe people were so surprised. And I know Jalen doesn't exactly have the, the tightest handle. What? But it's like, yeah, no, you'd be shocked. I know he can't even stand there and dribble with his left hand. People I, always yell at me when I say that. I know he doesn't exactly have the tightest handle, but it's like, what? The fat slowpoke can't defend? He got tipped over? What? But uh, another good win for the Celtics who struggle against the top teams out West. They get another crack at one of those teams, the Clippers, on Saturday. We'll get Scal's thoughts on that coming up when he joins us less than 10 minutes from now at 4.30. Uh, you can jump in in the meantime, 617-779-7937. Uh, which coach has the most to prove here in the city of Boston in 2024? Uh, the results so far, 44% say Gerard Mayo. I'd agree with them. Joe Mazzula, 32%. Alex Cora at 14%. That's that's rising. Yeah, and then Jim Montgomery at uh, nearly 10, 9.5%. Give, okay. give me your list one more time, then I want to hear Ryan's vote. Give me your li- Put him in order, Mego, because I'm just flummoxed at your list. You have Mazzula 1. my list. You have Mazzula 1. Who do you have, 2? Cora. Okay, so he's won a World Series. And trust me, I'll question that World Series all yeah. day. But he's won a World Series. As a manager and a player and would get more look on my Hall of Fame ballot than any of the other names. (laughs) Then Montgomery. Then who else? Then then your Gerard Mayo. So Mayo has the least to prove, which I just I'm baffled by. In 2024. Yeah, I'm baffled by. Uh, I'm sorry. Jim Montgomery is coming off of one of the biggest choke jobs 
in NHL recent modern NHL history. So Ryan, and Alex Cora is in a contract year. Yeah, at least he's Montgomery- got a World Series win, and he's got the blip of 2021, which we talked about at length so far this yeah. week. That we're disregarding sure. that year for any kind of winning plan okay. for the Red Sox. Mego. He has he's got to prove that he can do something with a team that isn't completely stacked with three young All Star core players. Mayo has to prove he can do anything. Like like Jim Montgomery choked definitely. Mayo hasn't even gotten to a point where he proved he could choke. He hasn't even proven he has a good enough team to get to the playoffs that he could choke with. Never mind the blip on the radar to follow up a World Series appearance of Cora. I'm not really defending any of these coaches. If it sounds like I am, I don't really love any of them. But it doesn't. Don't sound worry. Like yeah, you. nobody they, thinks that you're they, being super supportive of they these all, coaches. They all have less to prove than Mayo, who's never proven a thing. Who's number one on your list there, Ryan? That would be Jim Montgomery. Uh, based on it's it's really a lot of it is based on how last year went and how it seems like we're kind of getting ready for a repeat of last year. The Bruins once again are the best team in the East. They they consistently are beating everybody. They're going to go for a sixth straight win tonight uh, against the Carolina Hurricanes team, and all that means buckus to me because you get into the first round and you get smoked by a team that I felt was inferior to the team that you coached last year. So. All that being said, good. You're a great regular season head coach. That counts for something. But in this exercise of what you have to prove, Jim Montgomery needs to prove to me, whatever that's worth, that that he can get these guys to play hard in the postseason and, and figure out a goalie while you're at it. After that, real quick, Gerard Mayo, number two. Uh, Joe Mazzulla, number three. Alex Cora. If, if he can get this team to show up on time every day, congratulations. You should be a manager of the oh, year candidate. He already, if this team wins 80 games, I'd be shocked. He already failed at that last year. Uh, so we'll see if he can do that this year. Uh, 617-779-7937. Uh, you can vote. At Jones and Mego. Uh, also, you can weigh in with all your thoughts on kicking Tony Gwynn out of the Hall of Fame. That was a clean <laughs> sweep on this show earlier today. Oh, 3,000 hits. If my ballot, like Dustin Pedroia, could be on the ballot next year, if Dustin Pedroia and Tony Gwynn are on my ballot, Dustin Pedroia is more of a Hall of Famer, in my eyes, than Tony Gwynn. That's true. He's uh, Dustin Pedroia as a Hall of Fame candidate. And he won two World Series. Now, Pedroia, you're not saying Pedroia is a Hall of Famer. No, he is saying he's no, more you're of saying a Hall of, Hall of Famer, Famer than, than Tony Gwynn. Gwynn. No, but I'm, I understand. People, no, I understand. That's, that's I understand get that. People going. Just hang on. But you're not. You wouldn't actually put him in the Hall of Fame. He just he would make the cut for your ballot. You're saying neither is in the Hall he of Fame. He would make right? the pairing down process mm. uh, and be on the ballot, but he wouldn't actually get your vote, would he? You would vote for Pedroia to the Hall of Fame. Don't say yes. Homer ass. Take no, yeah, don't, yeah, don't, yeah. Don't say that. Don't no. say yes to that, please. Pedroia in the Hall of Fame. No, my my gut says laser no. show. <laughs> Six one seven seven. Yeah, what are you campaigning to, to to host Winter Weekend next year? What are you doing? <laughs> uh, we'll get to your phone calls. Uh, our buddy Paul in Rhode Island is waiting patiently. Go ahead, Paul. Thank you for taking my call. Sure. I may go. Hey, what's up, I Paul? Radical Jones? Hi. Thank you for taking my call. Listen, I don't think Bill would ever go to uh, uh, Atlanta. Uh, here's the reason why. My theory is that they have. A very bad fan base. So does the Chargers. Yeah, so did the Pats My when he thing, came here. Well, yeah. I understand that. So, part. so Paul, let you me know, let me ask you. So let me just skip ahead. If you don't think he's taking the Falcons' job, what do you think he's doing? I think he's going to go to Washington. Okay. Well, I don't. I don't think that. Do you think he's? Do you, where do you think he could pop up, Mego? Where do I think that Belichick is going to pop up, like, surprisingly? Like, could he could he pop up on any of these other jobs, or do you think he's going to? You've advocated for him retiring before, looking out for a 72-year-old man. You've said, just save yourself from yourself. Why don't you retire? Uh, Curran's floated the idea of TV. So what if he's not getting the Atlanta job, what's he doing? And my personal belief 
is he's had the Atlanta job lined up probably since like October. And this is all a sham and a bag job. I think he's getting that job. If I'm wrong, I'm wrong, and I'll say it. That's what I believe. What What do you think he's doing if he doesn't get the Atlanta job? I still, th- I, I I agree with you. I still think it's Atlanta. I don't really know what the other opportunities are going to be. Tennessee is sewn up now. Chargers sound like they're going to be Jim Harbaugh, or you know, they did interview Mike Rabel a week ago. Like, if you run through, there's just not that many options left. I guess he would go if it's not Atlanta. He could go to the Panthers. I just can't see Bill working with that owner. I think he would hate it there. Well, would he that's, hate it? That's really the only other possibility that I see because I don't think it's going to be Washington. Would he hate it more than being a member of the media? Um, would he hate it more than no. like taking a year off to be? Uh, Giardi tweeted this yesterday. It was a great point. If Bill Belichick isn't an attractive candidate now, in his age seven, he would be seventy-two. He turned seventy-two in April. In his age seventy-two season, why why would he be an attractive candidate? At age 73, after a year off, sitting on his ass. I don't think it's totally an age thing, though, because I think when people look at Belichick, they don't think, like, he's this decrepit guy on the sideline. Okay, you're I the don't. number You're the number one. I know. I'm the ageist. A- I know. You are. You're the number one ageist. When it comes ageist. to athletes, yeah. for sure. But I and think... even with Bill, you've said, he, how many years do you think he's going to coach for? I think he'll probably coach for, like, three years max after okay. this. Right. So, if like, that. if he sits out a year, is it one less? So now you're talking about two years? So I think that the bigger thing is his obsession with the personnel, that if he wants to go in and have the personnel control and also make a lot of money, basically make something comparable to what's been reported, what he was making here. And But I think the larger part is the personnel, because I'm sure that from the outside, plenty of franchises are looking at it and going, yeah, build a coach is still great, but everybody now, the secret's out with what happened with his personnel over there, and we don't want that for us. Yeah, so... I don't think it's because they're so set on having a guy in their 40s and they can't abide by having a guy in their 70s, although I think it's interesting. We haven't really heard much, many updates with Carroll, like, if what he's doing. The, la- the last thing I heard was... Uh, was uh, Florio just mentioned his name in passing in that that Buffalo story that I read yesterday? But that was just literally just mentioning his name. That wasn't. But like I think he's gonna him, him being seventy two, like when you're talking about taking a year off, I think that's a bigger deal for Bill than it would be for other teams. Yeah, I don't think Bill wants to sit out a year. So I, I keep highlighting this. Curran has mentioned TV a couple of different times. He, we t- we asked him about it last week, so I shouldn't say he mentioned it. We asked him about it last week. He was talking about it after the Bill Belichick press conference. Like, if, if it's not Atlanta, then maybe it's it's TV. So I find that to be interesting. I just can't imagine that's Bill's choice. That would be more of a reflection of a lack of choices, and Bill would do it because he didn't have any other options. I don't think Bill wants to take a year off. I think he wants to get right back out there and chase the Shula record, and he knows it's time to do that. As a coach, his, his coaching mortality, it, it's a finite amount of time. 617 779 7937. A couple of items here. Mike Vrabel is interviewing in Carolina. I wonder what that tells us about the Atlanta process. And furthermore, I do wonder if Bill, if it's not a sham process and it's not a bag job, I wonder if Bill would look at Carolina because, again, what's better? Not working and sitting out a year or going to Carolina? So keep an eye on that situation. Carolina might actually be playing it smart, believe it or not. And, you know, I don't want to give Tepper too much credit for, like, big-braining anything. But if I'm Carolina, and I don't love a defensive coach, but wouldn't you rather have someone like Vrabel than one of these young assistants in Carolina? Or do you want somebody to work with Bryce Young? You would rather have Vrabel than Ben Johnson? Yeah, I think so. 
I'd rather have Ben Johnson with the Bryce Young situation. I, I, and maybe I'm already giving up on Bryce Young too quickly. I'm like, I already don't think that guy's the answer. And so if I'm abiding by my own rules, I should say that because I, I I have said recently I'm switching to the side of you pretty much know with a quarterback. Yeah, I'll give him one more. I think because they're such a joke. They're such a joke. I wonder if they need like a real bona fide head coach because they've been going through kind of jokes and retreads like they need stability. Yeah, I mean, I just I just I think they need to prove that like people will go to that organization and work with you're saying they need culture. Yeah, not not necessarily culture. Just proof that's that the Bill Belichick culture. No, no, no. going to come in with no. the military approach. No, that somebody will go in. It's not just some first timer who doesn't have options. It's Vrabel who was thought to be a highly sought after candidate. Maybe he's not, but somebody will go work with Dave. T- like he's not so toxic that it's like working for Dan Snyder and bringing in some coordinator who nobody else would hire because they're not ready. So it's that way. I mean, Mo- Tepper's obnoxious. I wouldn't put him on the level of Snyder yet. No, but I just mean you got to prove you're not. Yeah. And I'm not talking about off-field stuff. I just mean with, like, moving on from coaches and rolling through coaches. Like, he may want to prove that. And so, in a weird way, and I don't think he meant to do it, I think Carolina is onto something there. I think Vrabel would – I think that's a great – that's a better hire than I thought they would get. I thought yeah. Vrabel was going to get Tier 1 jobs. He gets the worst job. I think that's good for Carolina. No, to be clear, I think that Vrabel and Belichick are both too good for that job. Like, they are too good for that job in my book. I don't know if Bill is. But they may end up there. So uh, we'll continue with your feedback here. Uh, a couple other items on the uh, the the Bill in Atlanta thing. Mike Florio writes this, and I do find this interesting uh, about the small market. He he passed that along last week, and he has another item on it today. He says some believe, as previously noted, Bill has little interest in coaching a team in a major media market. As one source explained over the weekend, that comes from a desire to avoid the dynamic of reporters aggressively trying to develop hashtag sources. At any and all levels of the organization, the fewer the number of reporters covering a team, the less Belichick has to worry about reporters cozying up to people he otherwise needs to just trust to zip it. So this is why Bill wants Rich McKay out of the way. Uh, Rich McKay is, I believe, is he the CEO? I believe is the title in Atlanta. And he runs everything for Arthur Blank, the football team, the MLS team, among other things. I think that's the negotiation if there is one. Bill wants him out of the way. He doesn't want to report to Rich McKay, who then reports to Arthur Blank, and in the meantime, news leaks out. He doesn't want that. So that's part of what's going on, I would imagine. Respectfully, that's paranoid old guy behavior. That 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 should be so much further down on your priorities when well, you're picking is, a location. No, it should be. It no, should that's be. what I'm saying. Yeah. That's what's frustrating. But this is what I'm trying and to tell I, you about Bill. Yeah, I think you're right. I think it does indicate something to what was important to Bill in these last couple of seasons. How do things look? Like, we we talk about this with the crafts a lot. Who's talking? Who's Mac texting with? You know, like, that kind of thing is, I, I think that that should not be, I know he's been semi-obsessed with that for a while, but that sort of thing should be so much further down on the priorities when you're trying to figure out what your next franchise to get your wins record is. It definitely should be. Uh, Meanwhile, Jeremy Fowler adds that, uh, well, the feeling was that if Bill stayed in New England, and thank God he didn't, they were going to bring in an established veteran in 2024. Now, I'd I'd love to know Bill's definition of an established, quote-unquote, veteran. Uh, Tannehill? Yeah, right. If he gets the job in Atlanta, as some expect, he can follow a similar blueprint. Uh, Cousins very well might re-sign in Minnesota, but if not, the Falcons offer several high-end skill players on offense and an improving defense. They're the proverbial quarterback away. Quote from one AFC executive, Belichick can help a talented yet underachieving team. Atlanta is that. Uh, Cousins would be a great fit there. So more smoke to potentially Kirk Cousins in Atlanta. 
with Bill Belichick, along with Vrabel interviewing in Carolina and Bill wanting to cut sources out, which tells you what he values. I'm with Mego on this. That's not how he should be looking at his next stop. He should be trying to win. But is that what he cares about? 617-779-7937. We'll get back to you. We have triple play coming up. But joining us, as promised, on the Harbor One Hotline, Brian Scalabrini, NBC Sports Boston. He's brought to you by Shaw's and Star Market, perfecting the art of fresh, and by John Sewer and Drain Cleaning, the name to know when your drains don't flow. Scal, how are we doing this week? I'm doing good. How, how are you guys? Well, so I'm a little baffled that your former head coach, one of your former head coaches, uh, Doc Rivers, has emerged in Milwaukee halfway through Adrian Griffin's first season. What a, what do you make of that? That whole process now that I believe it's official, right? Woj and Shams are reporting it. That's yeah. good as official. Yep. Uh, so he's going to be the coach now in Milwaukee. What do you make of that? Well, why are you baffled by it? He's the best coach available besides Mike Budenholzer, who they're not bringing him back. So you tell me, why is are he? you baffled? I, I, is he the best coach available? Who's who's a better coach that doesn't have a job? Right? I don't know. Somebody who hasn't lost nine straight game sevens. Like, I, like so I, I don't know that he's You're the best available. I, I, the best. <laughs> I guess I know that. Uh, I don't know who else is available, but I know if I want to lose in a game seven, Doc's probably the guy. When it comes so to... You you don't look at you don't look at like Joel Embiid and James Harden and their performance. You don't look at Game Six and the way that those guys melted no, down. No, trust me. You I, look at that and say that's Doc Rivers. Well, how did Doc Rivers get him the thirteen point lead? Okay, when he's done it in like a bunch of different locations, I do start to look at the coach because there is a commonality. But largely, I agree with you. I would blame the players more than the coach when it comes to just blowing out Adrian Griffin though midway through the first year. I guess that's more uh, baffling yeah. beyond just the replacement. Yeah. How does he not make it through half the year? Well. Let's, see, let's let's go back, right? So Giannis wants Adrian Griffin. Giannis sat down with three coaches and they told him what they were going to do. And I think um, I think what happened is so Mike Budenholzer is very much like Popovich. Like they're like really stubborn as coaches, right? They're and that's actually not a bad thing. I think you know one of the best coaches in the NBA right now is Chris Finch. He's a little bit like that. Nick Nurse is a little bit like that. Like a lot of coaches are like. I know you guys think it's a player's league and all that stuff, but that's not how we roll, right? So I think what Giannis liked about him, uh, you know, like so many times people have a coach one way and then they want to go a different direction. They pick a different coach. I think Giannis sat down and thought, you know, you remember Mike Budenholzer's and all the flaws that he may or may not have, like in Giannis's mind, but you don't remember like the organization, the way that they play, their spacing, the things that they do. So I think Giannis picked Adrian Griffin thinking like, you know what, I'd rather have a coach that just kind of lets me have the freedom that where I could do what I want to do. Not like, like Giannis is a great superstar. He works hard and all that stuff. So I think that was probably number one. Then you start thinking like the Terry Stotts thing when they let him go and he's a veteran head, uh, head coach who is there to help Adrian Griffin. He, he's, he's removed. Then you have the incident in Boston where he got subbed out of the game and then all of a sudden they want to put him back in. Then you have the instance where Giannis calls out his entire team about doing things better, including himself, and they're down 31 to the Utah Jazz. So there's a lot of like little things that, that led up to this point right here. So I'm not baffled because there's a lot of pressure with Giannis. It, it doesn't take a lot for a guy like Giannis who's always admitted that he wants to win, and if we have a winning organization, then I'm going to be here. And so they make this trade for Dame Lillard. He signs his big contract. He won't ask to be traded if they're a winning pro team. And I guess they just felt like they weren't a winning team. Scal, you said to us several weeks ago that you've seen NBA teams who got ripped apart or at least affected by All-Star Weekend and the way that the voting goes. Uh, you've had pr basically your entire starting lineup getting 
real votes on these recent returns. How many of these guys do you think are actually going to make All-Star? And what effect do you think it will have on this team as we go through these kind of winter doldrums? Yeah, I don't. I, I think like Derek White and, and Drew Holiday are probably the guys that aren't going to make it. And I don't think that. I mean, everyone wants to be an All Star. Everybody wants that on their resume. I think that they'll accept it. Like I'm trying to win, and it is what it is. And Jalen and Jason are the guys who I think are going to 100 percent be an All Star. Porzingis probably has the most. Well, hold on, hold okay, on. Sorry, the guy sorry, that has sorry, the, sorry. The, the guy who has the most beef is Porzingis because. He's like one of our biggest impactful players, but you know maybe doesn't play enough games. He's definitely good enough to do it. Like he's definitely, if you took the top players in the in the Eastern Conference, he would be one of the top players in the Eastern Conference. He's having a great year, so I think he's going to ultimately get screwed. Now, if someone gets hurt or two guys get hurt, or if Jimmy Butler gets voted on and he declines it or some crazy thing like that, then I could kind of see. Uh, Porzingis being a replacement by the commissioner. I think he deserves it. Um, but I think coaches have a hard time just like filling out like the reserves and putting like if Jalen Brown's not voted on, which he's not, and which is another beef I have with the NBA. Like, why are we doing positions at this point? And why do like fans only get to vote for five, but assistant coaches and coaches get to vote for seven? Like, it's a whole wild thing. Nonetheless, I think Porzingis deserves it. I don't know if the coaches will put him on. I think he, if someone gets hurt, he'll be a replacement, and I think he wants to go. Uh, Scal, before we let you go, I do want to apologize. I had it wrong uh, with Doc Rivers. I said nine straight Game 7s that he's lost. Yeah, what is it? It's 10. He's never won a Game 7? <laughs> no, 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 he's, he's, he's won never... them. He's won them. This has been a while. Uh, but, no, he's, uh, it's 10 straight, so my apologies. My apologies. Oh, uh, but... okay, yeah, you got to get it right. Yeah. Everything else, you've never been wrong before. You no, better get that one right. Correct. I, I, am not, I am never wrong. That's true. No, no questions about Terry Rozier, the sneakiest trade move so with the Adrian Griffin well, news. Okay, do you think I was going to ask make a big deal for the Celtics. That makes he's a he's a Miami Heat player all the way. Like bigger, bigger threat, scout. Bigger threat, Miami or Milwaukee? Miami, and I don't think they're done. I think they're going to go out and get somebody else. So. Like, um, I, I, Terry Rozier, I, mark my words. I mean, I could be wrong. I was wrong about Miami last year, by the way. I, I didn't realize how bad Tyler Hero was when he played and how much better they were going to be without him. But um, he, he's good. Like, Terry Rozier is going to fit in perfect with that. He's got that edge to him. Like, him and Jimmy Butler in the playoff series is going to be scary. So, I don't think they're, they're not better than us. They're probably not better than Philly, but maybe they could beat Philly. But, man, that's a scary team, and uh, Scary Terry is probably going to be back in the playoffs. Okay, so I'm with you. I think Miami's scarier for the Celtics than the Milwaukee Bucks. I, we, we agree again, Scal. Uh, we agree again. Uh, we'll talk to you next Wednesday. Right. Thanks for the time. Sounds good to see you. All right. Thanks, Brian Scal. Scalabrini, as all our guests, joins us on the Harbor One Hotline. Yeah, so I misspoke. I hate to tear down uh, Doc's reputation. I, I said nine straight game sevens. I do want to get this right. It is ten straight game sevens that he's lost. That's the most of any coach in NBA history. Uh, nine straight games with a chance to clinch a conference final appearance. That might have been the number I was thinking of. He's 17-33. and 33, Lifetime as a coach with a chance to clinch a series. <laughs> I mean, that, that Hawks, the 08 Celtics went seven games to the Atlanta no, I mean, Hawks. They won thing. that series. This is the thing. I mean, Doc won a championship. You can't take it away from him. And, you know, Scal's loyal to him. I get that. I understand that. And they got back and, and choked in 2010. Sorry, Scal. But, like, I, what he's done since then, I just, I don't, I don't get the fascination. And I just, I'm sorry. Like, 
you thought Adrian Griffin was getting fired halfway through the year? Like, I just, I don't think anybody expected that. Except maybe Stephen A. Have you seen the cut-up of Stephen A.? Stephen A.'s been hinting at it since, like, November, that he could be out of a job. Now, do you think that's a prediction or inside information? I don't know. It's He's the one person who maybe could take a victory lap on Adrian Griffin. Other than that, I thought, even with Gerard Mayo, I'm like, Gerard Mayo will get at least a year, then let's talk. Like, I wasn't firing Mayo in November if they don't have any wins, although, wait till November. But, like... I did not foresee Adrian Griffin as the number two seed in the Eastern Conference getting fired in the middle of the year. Damn it, everybody knows that I'm a bottom feeder. That's right. But apparently Scal did. Apparently Scal did. Uh, 617-779-793. I'm not going to sleep, guys. I know the heat tomorrow. Oh, boy. They're, well, they're, that, surpri- that, that surprised scary, me. Scary. I thought I thought he was going to yell at me, but I, I agree with him. I said this yesterday. The second the second I, I heard Doc was going to the Bucks, I'm like, I'm more afraid of Miami than Milwaukee. I said that yesterday. Uh, Terry will be active, right? For the game, the, yeah. when he should tomorrow, yeah. yeah, probably, yeah. Okay. I mean, I don't know that for sure, but yeah, he should be. Uh, we'll get to your feedback coming up, and we have triple play with Ryan Garvin next. It's gonna be a triple play. It's time for the triple play. Yes. Triple play. The top three burning questions of the day. And there's three. With Jones and Mego. Triples is best. Triples is best. Triples is best. You know I love my cows. <laughs> oh no, it's my my cars. <laughs> Artificial cans. <laughs> that didn't. That didn't work. Hold on. Let me see if I can. Triples is breast. You know I love my cows. No, it's not cows. Everybody knows it's you know I love my cars. I mean, you can't. You know, you AI just can't make up for everything that our can artificial does. cans. I mean, most the best I have to work with right now. Artificial canned. Most it can make up for most things our can does, but it can't make up for everything very can clearly. The as AI you right bot burp into the mic. Probably. I, I'll I'll mess yeah. with it. Uh, before. Belch. Before we get into triple play, I would like to tell everybody there is no place like home, but the 99 restaurant comes pretty close with the return of their home style chicken pot pie tender, all white meat chicken mego covered with that flaky buttery crust and served piping hot. You got to love the nines. We love the nines for sponsoring triple play every day at 445. Let's cut those break lines because it is in fact wild card Wednesday. Number one. And we've, kind of danced around this all day but i was saving this for triple play and it sort of uh started organically on the show as we've been talking a hall of famer yes Yes. uh if you number one if you could oust one member of the baseball hall of fame jones who would it be okay scott roland like it used to be biggio until roland got in and scott roland has no business being anywhere near a hall of fame like at least biggio when i was like 10 and i had baseball cards and i would look at the back of the card and i didn't quite understand life I would look at it and go, oh, wow, Craig Biggio, he's pretty good. The Killer Bees in Houston. Scott Rowland? Scott Rowland. I, I never once looked at Scott Rowland ever in my life. Biggio, I was eight. I, you know, I, I wasn't a, a, a fully grown, thinking for myself adult. But there was at least a point in my life where I said, ooh, Craig Biggio might be a Hall of Famer. I never thought that about Scott Rowland. Scott Rowland is a bum's bum, should be nowhere near the Hall of Fame. He's the first guy that I would take out before I get up to actual hard omissions. But sorry, Tony Gwynn, you're out too. The first omission, Scott Rowland, bye, see ya. Closely followed by Craig Biggio. Apologies to eight-year-old Jones. I have two names. Do you want me to give them both? They're both for personal reasons. Great. 
Okay, the first one is Cal Ripken Jr. Because I've never seen a bigger crew of dorks than my high school guy friends who drove up to Cooperstown in all their O's gears for his induction into the Hall of Fame in 2007. I cry Hang on, does right Rip, now. is Ripken on? That is so, I am so proud of you for so saying that. Is Ripken on? Ripken's a two-time MVP. Ripken's on, and he won a World Series. So I Ripken's, don't care. It's I'm just, so he, incredibly lame. 83, 83 World Series, right? Am I seeing that properly? Ripken's on your ballot. He's double. He's like really on your ballot, right? You want my other name? Yes. Yogi Berra. Okay, why are you taking him out? Because he definitely won, and I'm pretty sure he was an MVP. My entire life, I thought Yogi Berra was my second cousin. Three MVPs. Because my dad, what? My dad told me Yogi Berra was my second cousin, and told me that he was related to my dad, Uh and like would repeat this all the time, like it was a fact. And then two years ago, I said something. And my mom said that your dad just says that because he looks like your grandpa. And I took this as fact. So your whole life you've been telling people. Yes. I'm related to Yogi. And I'm Listen, not. if you get to a fork there's in the road, you pick it up. No, there's no proof whatsoever. It was just my dad being like, he looks exactly like my dad. You guys are related somehow. <laughs> the dumbest, dumbest old man Italian thing. Okay, so Cal Ripken and Yogi Berra out. Yeah. Okay, they're both, both of them out. They both make Ryan's cut to be on the ballot. That doesn't that no, doesn't mean they get I it, forgot. but they both make the cut. Yeah, the Orioles won a World Series in 1983. I think he gets a lot of praise and accolade for a nice attendance record, but that's neither here nor there. Keep on going. Number two. Number two, in light of the Doc Rivers news yesterday, uh, if you could pluck one former player uh, who is an analyst uh, that could coach a team today in any sport, who would it be? This, uh, is Mega, pretty, this is pretty obvious to me. I'd go with Kevin Garnett. I would love to see a Kevin Garnett team. Why are you making that face? I thought you were, I just, I thought you were going to go with a different answer. I like your answer. I just thought you were going to go with a different answer. For former player coaching? Yeah. I, I, like if Kevin Garnett was a head coach, that team would be messed up and scary. I would like to see that. I would like to see an entire. I would like to see an entire team just circle around the hoop and yell at it before and, a game starts and headbutt it and headbutt just it. A line of players headbutting. Yeah, yeah exactly. Give themselves it's, light it's, light CTE by of, by headbutting the, of the shoot around the and layup lines. They go up to the stanchion and just yell at it. Okay, uh, I thought you were going to say Van Gundy. You love Van Gundy. I assume I, I assume Van Gundy was going to be your answer. Um. Yeah, but like. I, I wanted to go with more with somebody that we haven't seen before so, in that role. I, I was going to say to Scal, and I was like, I don't feel like getting into a whole side debate. Who would be better than Doc? I would take Van Gundy over Doc. And so Van Gundy would be my I answer. Would you, know? you know I love Van Gundy. No, I know. That's why I expected that to be your answer. My answer would be Van Gundy. Not I want exactly, Van Gundy back on games, to be honest. Not exactly the most creative. I do love that, number one, Doc was stabbing Adrian Griffin in the back. Did you see that he's been advising Adrian Griffin this yes. year? And now he stabbed him in the back and took his job. Typical weasel Doc Rivers. Fake. He's a fraud, which is why I don't like him. Oh, we left your team and you're you're upset? A little bit. But also he's fake and a fraud and he stabs people like Adrian Griffin in the back. That, listeners, there is a fan in just to, there. Just somewhere. to steal their job. So been hurt. loser move. And number two, Van Gundy was wasn't he their backup? So it's like yeah. What are the Bucks just watch TV and that's how that's how they come up with their their coaching candidates? Like they just watch the games Kendrick and they're Parkins like, is like, I don't know this number, I'm Doris? not picking it up. Hey, what's Doris's number? Like, where was she on the list? So, like, is that is that what they do? That's uh, what they do now. Real quick, and as much as I love him as an analyst, I would love to see Rex Ryan back on uh the sidelines coaching a football team. Oh, you know what? For he some did. reason I thought we were just doing NBA. Me too. I interpreted no, that as I NBA, but that was wow. open ended. Open ended. Well, in that case, we gotta see Orlovsky coach. Uh. 
No, we have the inside track there. <laughs> hey, guys, stay in the end zone. <laughs> number three. In <laughs> uh, light of uh, me having to use artificial canned because the real R-canned is not available, uh, if you could pick one minor ailment, you know, like a headache, a cough, a congestion, that you would never, ever have to suffer from ever again in your life, what would it be? Crinkle Nose Jones. I think headache. I don't get them often, but headaches are pretty miserable when you get those. I think I'd, I think I'd go headache, like a minor affliction like that. Probably yeah. headache. Yeah, I'd go with like body chills, like the Ooh. chills and aches. Like you know, a, yeah, I hate that feeling. And for whatever reason, whenever I'm coming down with like an actual cold, that's the first thing that I get. The first thing I get does it not like I have a fever, but the full body chills and it's just uncomfortable to just sit. You want to wrap up in a blanket and go to sleep. Yeah, that I, w- I could do without that for the rest of my life. Are we, we're calling what Arcan has a minor affliction? I would say it's a minor <laughs> affliction, yes. Is it, though? Because at this point, it's like, it's, it's a lot of days. Yes, I'm speaking without any information on it. Is no, it his, a minor affliction? No, his legs and arms don't work. He can't show up to work. Uh, 617-779-7937. We'll continue with all your feedback. That's triple play. Right. Each, and every, <laughs> each and every day. I'm sorry, Artificial Arcan. What, what was that again? Burp. <laughs> That's disgusting. Turn your mic off. Uh, that's triple play normally with Christian Arkin. Uh, not here today again. Uh, let's get back into the Patriots and their offseason plan. What are they doing? That's next. Tune in is the audio platform with something for everyone. News. In order to secure convictions in a court of law, it is essential that we conclusively. Sports. That clock at four. Donchich. The step back three. You bet. Music. You said my world on and even podcasts. Whatever you love, hear it right here on TuneIn. Go to TuneIn.com or download the TuneIn app to start listening. Oh, 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 O'Reilly. Protect your vehicle's engine with a full synthetic oil change and save with Mobile One at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Purchase five quarts of Mobile One full synthetic motor oil and receive a $10 O'Reilly gift card after rebate. See store for details. With your Mobile One purchase, you'll also receive two times points during Old Rewards Bonus Points Month at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts. It's better After investing billions to light up our network, T-Mobile is America's largest 5G network. Plus, right now, you can switch, keep your phone, and we'll pay it off up to $800. See how you can save on every plan versus Verizon and AT&T at T-Mobile.com slash across America. Up to four lines via virtual prepaid card. Allowed 15 days. Qualifying unlocked device credit service ported 90 plus days with device and eligible carrier and timely redemption required. Card has no cash access and expires in six months.